0: The grind just doesn't stop with these Indiana Hoosiers as they are right back at it tonight against St. Mary's. Barely 36 hours after landing in Portland, they will play their fifth game in eight days against a St. Mary's team that we probably don't know a ton about. So I, I look to a Western Conference, West Coast Conference uh, friend to help us out with this one as we preview tonight's matchup. You are Locked
1: On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: What is up, guys? It is Thursday, March 17th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one stop shop for everything IU athletics, whether it's news, analysis, uh, recaps or previews as we'll be doing today. Thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers part of your day and specifically your first listen every single day. Reminder we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where we, the episodes go up at 7 a.m. every day. You guys can check out each episode over there as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts as I will mention in the interview we do not have a locked on Gales or locked on St. Mary's podcast fortunately we have a locked on Zags podcast Uh, host Andy Patton was kind enough to to actually offer his services he helped me out finding someone for locked on or to preview Wyoming and in the process said listen if you guys win uh, I can help you out previewing St. Mary's. So uh, we turn to him to to get an idea of what to expect with this St. Mary's team. It's a great, great conversation and a really insightful one. Uh, I, I really feel like I know a lot more about St. Mary's after that. So before we jump into that, as always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Follow us on Twitter. At LO underscore Hoosiers, we'll do a halftime spaces tonight uh, talking about the game and and where we stand at that point. Hopefully, we're still in the game and and able to uh, find a way to come away with this one. So having said all that, let's throw it to our conversation with Andy. Now joining me, as promised, not Locked on Gale's host. That'd be an awesome podcast, Locked on Gale's. But uh, the next best thing, Locked on Zag's host, Andy Patton. Andy, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good, Jacob. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Yeah, I thank you a ton for, for doing this because, uh, as I said, it was not easy finding someone who mm-hmm. knew a lot about Wyoming. You volunteered your services if we, uh, if we beat Wyoming to, to help me out with St. Mary's. So huge thanks for that. Obviously, um, you do not cover St. Mary's, but you have seen St. Mary's mm-hmm. quite a few many times this season. Um, just kind of starting off, what what is it about this team that has them as one of the the top teams in the country this year?
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. Same areas as they've kind of been the same for, for a really long time. Randy Bennett's been the coach over there for for over a decade. Uh, they've had a ton of success uh, early on, uh, like a lot of mid-major programs. They were having success, but not getting a lot of challenging non-conference games. And that was kind of hurting them in terms of their ability to, to get good seeds in March and kind of the same struggles that Gonzaga went through in, you know, in the early 2000s before they kind of broke through. And now I think it's kind of really starting to happen for, for St. Mary's. They had a bit of a blip last year. Uh, coming into this season, there was a bit of a question mark on what they were going to look like because they weren't particularly good last year. But if they basically returned almost exactly the same roster if i'm not mistaken they brought back 93 of their minutes and 93 wow. percent of their scoring from last year's roster so when you have a coach who's, who's very good at what he does who implements a system that is very unique uh, but has had a lot of success and then you get an incredible amount of continuity especially in today's college basketball to get that level of of return year to year is it's probably virtually never going to happen again especially at, at bigger programs like this so to get that many guys back, uh, he kind of tinkered with the pieces a little bit. Uh, now you have a team, obviously, you know, a top twenty-five team uh, by a lot of the metrics, or right around that range. Obviously, got themselves a five seed in March. Uh, they play a, a very, very slow p- play pace. Excuse me, it's very similar to what Wyoming, or excuse me, what Indiana fans saw against Wyoming. Uh, they do not get the ball up the court quick. They do not look to shoot until the last few seconds of the shot clock. Uh, It can be a little hard to watch at times. Uh, Gonzaga fans who are listening to this will echo that. Uh, We get tired of seeing the Gales, not just because they're one of the few teams in the conference that really give us a legitimate chance, a little bit legitimate possibility of losing, but also because it's, it's a, it's a bit of a tough brand of basketball to watch, but it's worked for them for a very long time. And this is uh, about as good of a team as as coach Bennett's had over there.
0: You kind of touched on uh, another question I had just what, obviously I think a lot of kind of casual fans or, or Indiana fans who mm-hmm. only hear about St. Mary's, they, they do kind of associate them with the tournament, but mm-hmm. you mentioned they struggled last year. Was the expectation for them to be a tournament team this year?
1: Yeah, I, I think they were kind of right on that, on that bubble conversation. Uh, you know, one thing that happened this year, uh, again, that was known a lot more to, to people who follow college basketball on the West coast. It uh, was that the WCC was a lot, was much improved from where they have been in years past, uh, you normally there's only there's for sure one team obviously there's usually or occasionally two teams this year there's three teams in the tournament San Francisco first time getting a bid since the late 90s BYU and Santa Clara were in that conversation as well so what that did is it kind of helped St. Mary's play some better teams throughout the conference play they challenged themselves in the non-conference went and I was going to say went to Hawaii they played in the Maui Invitational which was played in Las Vegas this year because of covid protocols but they they got to play uh, Houston squad there. They played Wisconsin. They played Oregon. Uh, so kind of got themselves an opportunity to play some tough games. Um, I think this was probably a borderline tournament team. Uh, I did not think that they were going to be this good. Uh, like you said, they had a pretty similar roster. So expecting dramatically better results was not on my bingo card. But again, Co- Coach Bennett's very good at what he does, and I think he, he he figured out how to get the pieces to to fit together in a way that that had them have a lot of success.
0: Yeah, Indiana fans had the exact. Opposite experience when it came to to returning production. It was very little that came back from mm-hmm. from last season's team, but that's kind of the nature of having a new coach in. And you sure. you talked about the uh, the West Coast Conference this year mm-hmm. uh, when when talking about Wyoming, the Mountain mm-hmm. West was much improved this year. Mm-hmm. West Coast Conference much improved. How much how much does that kind of help them? obviously mm-hmm. helped uh, helps having the best team in the country, potentially in Gonzaga in there, but mm-hmm. how much does that help them to, to just improve their level of play throughout conference play?
1: Yeah. You know, I think, uh, I think that's a, a good point and, and one that's been a challenge, obviously Gonzaga has, has heard the criticisms about their, their conference schedule and how it does not prepare them for March and and the results speak kind of against that. They've made seven straight Sweet 16s. Uh, whatever they're doing is preparing them for March, whether it's uh, the conference play or not. But for St. Mary's, I, I do think that there was some questions of them not having these challenging non-conference schedules in years past. Uh, Gonzaga fans were very quick to point out that Bennett had a, a multi-year stretch, I believe, where he did not play a game outside of the state of California except non non or excuse me conference road games against Gonzaga and Portland that was it he stayed in California most of the time and part of that challenge is that these good mid-major programs have a really hard time scheduling good non-conference teams because why would a you know a team like Indiana like why would you risk going on the road or bringing a team like that to your home arena if you might lose like it's kind of a challenging it's a challenging scheduling uh, difficulty that they run into but I think for St. Mary's they did a good job of scheduling in the non-conference and then they got challenged by teams like Santa Clara by teams like San Francisco by teams like BYU in the regular season certainly they had some gimme games Uh, Pepperdine had a really rough year they were outside the top 300 in Ken Palm for large chunks of the season Uh, San Diego and LMU, not very good teams. Uh, and so they kind of, you know, you still get those easier games that that Pac-12 and, and other major conferences don't necessarily get. But I do think it helped them uh, kind of solidify who they want to be as a basketball team and and year two running it back with the same guys really helped them kind of iron out the kinks that they had last year and get them to a spot where they're, you know, one of the 30 best teams in the country.
0: Familiarity thing is certainly interesting, and they've been through those lumps of last season mm-hmm. and kind of bond through those, and um, you see success with that now this season. Before we talk about that, St. Mary's offense, man, do I love March Madness and I love these brackets, but I really can't remember the last time I actually went deep or even won any money. I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick 'Em contest. Stat Hero's NCAA single game pickems pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage resulting in their gamers winning 4 times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. Uh, Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fix. This is what daily fantasy is meant to be, guys. So head on over there right now, sign up for free at statherocom on and use the promo code Locked On for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use that promo code locked on and they will double your deposit today. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you guys listen to podcasts. Let's dive back into this conversation, learn a little bit more about St. Mary's offense and defense uh let's let's talk about the offense here because i know that they're really good defensively but uh Mm -hmm. offense is kind of what what draws in all the eyes Mm -hmm. just looking at their if you just look at their kind of stats they have four guys between 10 and 12 and a half points is it Mm -hmm. is it kind of a balanced offense when it comes to the gales
1: you know in a way yeah it's it's a very interesting offense like i said they they are not they're not getting out in transition at all like At all. Zero times, basically, (laughs) per game. Uh, And so they run a a pretty traditional half court set. It's not a super complicated offense. Uh, It's mostly high pick and rolls with Tommy Cousy running the point guard spot. Uh, Matthias Toss, the big man uh, who's setting a lot of those picks. Uh, but they can kind of attack you multiple different ways, depending on your team's weaknesses, depending on, on who's kind of having the hot hand. Kusi um, is, is is a maestro in the pick and roll. He's one of the best pick and roll point guards in the country. He doesn't get a lot of credit for it. Statistically, it doesn't show up because St. Mary's has so few possessions. If you were to look at his numbers on a points per possession basis, they are better. But when you have point guards who, you know, a point guard like Andrew Nemhard at Gonzaga or Kirk Creese at Arizona, where they have, like double or more possessions per game, obviously the numbers are going to be much different there. But Cousy, uh, he, he gets the basket with ease. He finishes through contact really well. He's great at kicking out to shooters. Uh, and that's a big thing with St. Mary's. Some of their shooting is very, very good. And when they have good days, they can kill you from the outside. But when they do not, they can really struggle. Alex Dukas is a great three-point shooter. I think he's around 40% from three Kusi himself is extraordinary I believe he's over 45% Uh, he's a phenomenal three point shooter so if you if you're trying to defend the pick and roll and you go underneath on him he's going to bury that three every single time he's really really good at that And then you have a guy like Logan Johnson, who's not a good outside shooter, but he is a tremendous athlete. He's very good at getting to the rim. Uh, He threw down a dunk that was I think it was number two on SportsCenter all over Chet Holmgren and the Zags uh, because they gave him a little bit of space. And you cannot do that. Uh, it's, It's a balanced offense. It's a again, the hallmark for Randy Bennett is really having a team that in order to win when you're going to basically just try to have as few possessions as possible, the only way you can win when you do that is if you're really efficient with the possessions that you have, you have to be, you have to be a good outside shooting team. You have to get to the rim. Well, you have to convert from the free throw line, because if you don't do that stuff, you could hold the other team to 48 points and that's great, but you might only score 42. (laughs) And we have seen Randy Bennett do that before they have lost to Gonzaga because they only scored Forty-six points in the game. They've played other, and and it's the box scores are hideous, and it can be hard to look at sometimes. <laughs> um, but when they get it done, they can beat you by only scoring fifty-six points too. Uh, and they might score fifty-six points while shooting fifty-three percent from the field, which again is is very jarring to look at at a box score. But that's kind of the way that they that they get it done. And and having a guard like Kusi who has the ability to facilitate the offense. He can, he can beat you by just running really slowly through the pick and roll. But if there's four or five seconds left on the shot clock and they need to get a look up, he's a 47% three-point shooter. So he's got a good chance of knocking that down, which is there's nothing more devastating having been on the other side of this so many times than playing great defense for 29 and a half seconds and he hits a 32-footer and you gave up three points. And, and I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now for anybody listening, it's probably going to happen at least once in this game because he's, he's good for one or two of them per game.
0: Uh, You may have just triggered some IU fans because that's how they exited the Big Ten tournament was Jordan Bohannon tossing Mm -hmm. one in from 35 feet on that same same scenario. But it'll be an interesting challenge for Indiana because during their kind of recent runs, really since the Big Ten tournament started, um, they haven't really had to play a great group of guards, uh, Mm -hmm. especially point guards. Um, You obviously had Frazier with Illinois who's – and all American but he's not as much of a point guard and no. other than that it's been kind of a host of of post players that that the Hoosiers have come up against is there anybody in the post that that mm-hmm. might give them problems
1: yeah Matthias toss is is their their key post player i would say that this is this is not their strength um in the in the sense that toss is a big guy i think he's 6'10 probably two forty, two fifty. 50 he's a load but they don't have a ton of depth behind him part of the reason that When they did beat Gonzaga this year, it was because their backup center, Mitchell Saxon, he's a freshman, had like the game of his career. He played (laughs) phenomenal in that game, and it was was very unexpected. He was blocking shots. He was getting rebounds. He was uh, scoring on Gonzaga's post players, which is not something that a lot of people have done this year. Um, So they need him to be a big part because toss toss has been phenomenal this year. I believe he had a game where he had 27 and 12. I think that was against San Francisco earlier this year. He can completely take over and dominate a game, but his averages are 12 and a half and six. So it's not, he's not consistently dominating night in and night out. Uh, The depth behind them again, Saxon is, is a piece that could be good, but he's only playing about seven minutes per game. So Not necessarily a guy who's going to impact the game in a significant way. Dan Fotu was one of my favorite players in the WCC this year because he's very unique. He's about 6'7", but he's built, he's very big 6'7", and he kind of plays the power forward or even a small ball five role for them. So Indiana is going to have a size advantage, but he can stretch the floor. He can shoot the three. Uh, He's a good ball handler for a guy his size. So he kind of creates some mismatch issues for them. But size is not a huge strength of this team, uh, offensively or defensively. They get it done mostly with the athleticism of their guards, uh, the efficiency of the offense, uh, and then, uh, of course, just smothering defense uh, every single time down the floor.
0: That's a perfect segue to 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 the defense. And Indiana, obviously, is very familiar with, with high-level defensive play. Ken Palm has him 18th defensively mm-hmm. in the country now. St. Mary's is ninth. So, what is it about this defense that that makes them so smothering?
1: Discipline. I mean, honestly, that's the biggest thing is is discipline. Uh, it's a hallmark of of Randy Bennett's programs. Uh, you know, they they the the inability to to push themselves and get out of their rhythm offensively leads to good defense because it doesn't allow teams to get out in transition at all. Uh, again, you know, using Gonzaga as an example. That, that's where they are the strongest. They're a good half-court offensive team, obviously, but they're a great transition team. And St. Mary's basically shoots the ball and they just get the heck back immediately. They're not trying to get offensive rebounds. They are getting back. They're getting into their defense. They are very aggressive on pick and rolls. Uh, so if that's an offense that Indiana likes to run, they're going to hedge on that really aggressively. They force a lot of turnovers. Uh, they're They're very willing to take risks to put a lot of pressure on guards early. Uh, down in the paint, they're very physical. Uh, again, if if this is a game that the referees allow them to play physical, that's going to even though St. Mary's is smaller than Indiana, that's something that they're very willing to do. Uh, and then they just have athletes. Logan Johnson is just. A, there's no other way to describe him. He is just an, an athlete, a very, very good athlete. He can get beat on, def- on defense and recover fast enough to either block the shot, strip the ball, get back into a good defensive position to prevent whoever's driving from actually getting to the rim. Matthias Toss is not a great shot blocker, but he's a very good shot alterer. In fact, the doesn't really have any shot blockers. I don't think they have anybody on their team who averages more than a block per game. That's not really their mo. Their mo is more forcing turnovers and forcing teams into bad shots. They will, there will be a lot of contested threes in this game on both sides of the floor because both these teams are good defensively, uh, and St. Mary's is just very good at at not letting teams get comfortable in their offense. They're not going to let Indiana set up the the kinds of plays that they want to run or if they let them do it they're going to try to force them to do it a different way uh and they're they're a good rebounding team as well they don't give up a lot of second chance opportunities Uh, so you got to get that first one in or you got to get lucky on a bounce to get an offensive rebound and get a get a reset there Uh, it's 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 not again it's not a very complicated defensive scheme they're not like out there running some you know unique zone looks or anything that is completely unprecedented uh, they're just relentless. They're consistent because they play a lot of players and they have a, a fairly deep rotation. They have the ability to be more aggressive defensively uh, in terms of picking up fouls potentially and then also in terms of just Going as hard as they possibly can because they know that they got depth behind them. They got guys that they can bring in uh, who can fill in some of those roles. So you're going to see a team that's very aggressive, but also very, very disciplined. And sometimes it doesn't have to be super complicated because that discipline aspect, especially when you're talking about college basketball, you're talking about 18, 19, 20 year old kids. The ability to play disciplined defense for 40 minutes is it's rare. Not yeah. a lot of people can do it. And to have a team where five, six, seven, eight, nine guys can realistically do it for a full 40 minutes. I mean, this is a team that's, they, they beat the best team in the country basically by doing that. Like they didn't do anything particularly special against Gonzaga. They hit some key shots down the stretch, but they just played disciplined basketball for 40 minutes. And, and it's not gonna be pretty, but that's that's how they've gotten all their wins this year. And that's that's what they're capable of doing.
0: Yeah, a couple of interesting Kind of points there for one indiana has kind of developed more of a pick and roll game uh mm-hmm. it was something that they really started to lean on late in the season and uh, especially through the big 10 tournament but it was something that we saw wyoming take away just by by packing the paint and mm-hmm. daring iu to try to shoot three pointers and they haven't been able to do that all season and i yeah. i imagine that's how Um, a lot of teams in the tournament for however long Indiana is Mm -hmm. in it are going to attack the Hoosiers. Mm -hmm. Uh, But a a couple stats to the the points you were making, they're fourth in the country in uh, offensive rebound percentage on the defensive end, so they just don't allow offensive Mm -hmm. rebounds, as you said. And they're uh, 288th in block percentage. So um, as you said, they they don't have height. They don't block a Mm -hmm. lot of shots, but um, they – I, I guess that kind of speaks to the discipline that they're still able to keep teams mm-hmm. off the glass. That they're, they're boxing out and things of that nature. This is typically about the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right and that's because of Built Bar. Have you guys tried the new Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors: yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your favorite. All built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs included. 100% real chocolate. Despite that, they are still high in protein, low in calorie, high in fiber, low in carbs. Compare that to whatever your favorite candy bar is, and it'll be better for you. Head on over to Built.com, try out those new puffs. Use that promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. It's that time of year again, probably the best time of year to bet on uh, sports in general. March Madness is so much fun. And when you guys are going to be betting on sports, make sure you head on over to Bet Online. As I record this Wednesday night, about 24 hours before the game, Indiana is only a three point underdog in this one. And that kind of goes with Ken Palm, which is, uh, I believe, a four point uh, underdog for the Hoosiers. So, This is going to be a close game, as we've kind of heard in our conversation. Low possession. Um, The Hoosiers are going to have a chance in this one. So if you're feeling feeling optimistic, head on over to BetOnline to make that bet today. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball, BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, uh, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. Let's throw it back to our conversation with Andy. You kind of touch on a point that, that is interesting. They obviously have that win over Gonzaga Mm-hmm. What is it that they did in that game that, that let them get that victory?
1: They frustrated the heck out of Drew Timmy. <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was honestly the main thing that they did. Uh, they're the only team really this entire season that has managed to force Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren into a bad game at the same time. Those two guys, I, I'm guessing average roughly 38, 39 points per game, something like that, maybe a little less than that, 35 or so per game. Uh, I believe they scored 12 combined. Uh, against St. Mary's. I can tell you right now that if Chet Holmgren and Drew Timmy score 12 points in the game at any point in the NCAA tournament, that is the last game that Gonzaga yeah, exactly. will play. I can promise you that. They need those guys in a major way. Uh, and they just, they, they've they seen a lot of Drew Timmy. And, and honestly, Drew Timmy's had an incredibly successful career against St. Mary's. You, you can hear it in Randy Bennett's voice when he talks about him. He'd averaged like 24, 25 against them going into that game. So part of it was just he struggled uh, he was missing shots he normally makes, but there was he didn't get a lot of open looks. Uh, he, they were right on him. Toss played phenomenal defensively. I mentioned Mitchell Saxon already had a really nice game coming off the bench because because Toss got in early foul trouble. But beyond that, they hit really clutch shots down the stretch. Uh, Gonzaga could not stop. The pick and roll. And I think that's the biggest thing. If Tommy Cousy is allowed to run his high pick and rolls and come off of that screen and get downhill towards the basket, if he could do that against Chet Holmgren, he's going to be able to do that against most of the teams in the country. And that's what happened in this game is he got a little spooked by Chet down though, so he kicked it out. Kyle Bowen, who's a 37% three-point shooter, knocked down a few big ones down the stretch. Uh, and they just played their relentless brand of basketball. It, it wasn't a great game by Gonzaga. I, I think if Gonzaga and they beat them two other times this year. So obviously when they play closer to their A game, they're they're capable of beating this team. Gonzaga is capable of beating basically everybody when they play at their A game. That's why they're on the one line. But St. Mary's is, is very good at making sure you don't play your A game. I guess that's the best way to put it. Uh, and when you have just a slight, you know, when Drew Timmy misses a few shots that he normally makes, and then you make his life hell on all the other shots that he has to try to make. Uh, you have a game where he goes like one for seven or whatever it was in the first half of that game. And then he starts pressing, the crowd gets into him and then you have a bad second half. And, and Chet Holmgren was, was not able to be his normal efficient self. Uh, he, he, he's very good at trailing and hitting threes in that, that type of way. Transition threes are a huge part of his offense. St. Mary's took that away because of their defensive pressure at the top of the key. So they have a lot of different ways that they can beat you uh, Like I said, their offense and their defense are not overly complicated from like a X's and O's technical basketball perspective, uh, but they play within themselves. They know what they're being asked to do from their coach. You could see so many times in, in, in every St. Mary's game where they look like they're going to go out in transition and they st- you know, Kusi catches an outlet pass and he takes three really hard dribbles and then he stops stops right on a dime because he's like, nope, we're not. Unless there's nobody on this half of the court, we are stopping and we're running our half-court offense. Uh, and I think that level of discipline that has been instilled in them by coach uh, for the last two years for basically everybody on this roster has really helped them uh, force everybody to play their game. Like, you, Indiana will not get to play a lot of what Indiana wants to do. St. Mary's are going to make them play their game. And that doesn't mean that they're not beatable. Because you can beat them at their game, uh, and Gonzaga's done it, and a handful of other teams this year have done it, but that's that's the only way to beat them. You don't beat them by playing your brand of basketball. You beat them by being better at their brand of basketball, and, and that's that's why they're so hard to beat, because they play their brand of basketball as good as just about anybody.
0: That was going to be the next question, kind of the inverse to to the last one of of how – I mean, they haven't lost much this year, and mm-hmm. um, I think only one of those was outside of the top fifty against Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. when they do lose, is it simply that the, the other team just beat them at their brand?
1: Yeah, we're, worth pointing out that that Santa Clara team is very, very good too. They were l- lower in the ratings because they had injuries earlier in the year, but they they beat TCU by twenty, and that's a that's an eight wow. seed mm-hmm. team. Um, so just wanted to give them some love anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for I think for St. Mary's. Uh, the best way to beat them is to play really, really good defense because they're more susceptible to having a bad offensive game than they are to having a bad defensive game uh, to the point where they're basically not going to have a bad defensive game. They, yeah. might, they, well, they may have defensive mistakes or lapses. Even then, those are going to be few and far in between. But Indiana has the advantage. They are a very good defensive team. Uh, This is going to be, (laughs) it's not going to be a high scoring game. I don't think anybody's expecting that. Uh, But I think the fact that Indiana can play good defense, uh, they can force Tommy Kusi to give up the ball. I think that's a big thing to do. And this is what Gonzaga did successfully really in all three games. But the reason that they lost one of those games is because they forced Kusi to give up the basketball and the shooters around him beat them. And that's not always going to happen. Logan Johnson is a sub 30% three-point shooter. He's not going to beat you from out there. Alex Dukas will beat you from out there. He is a challenge in that regard. Matthias Toss, not an outside threat whatsoever. two, I mentioned him. He likes to shoot threes. He's shooting under 35%. So if you make them be, make somebody other than Tommy Kusi beat you with the basketball, he's going to run the high pick and rolls. He's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. But if you make him give it up, If the other guys shoot really well, then there's kind of, it's tough. (laughs) It's it's a tough tough recipe, but I would much rather lose to Alex Dukas and Logan Johnson and Kyle Bowen. than I would rather lose to Tommy Cousy who has proven time and time again that he, I mean, this, this kid was a walk-on at this program. Randy Bennett told him "Yeah, you should try to go somewhere else because you're (laughs) good, but you, we, we don't have a spot for you here. That was five years ago. Now he's their starting point guard. He's their second leading scorer. he's, leading the team in assists like he's 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 pretty clearly their best player 47 percent three-point shooter on the year Uh, a really remarkable story for for kusi and a guy who uh, has bought into this program and this style of of uh, basketball on both offense and defense in such a way that it's ingrained in him. I don't know if he can play basketball any other way at this point. We've never seen it, uh, but he's so good at being this style of player that he's, he, it's hard to get him to make mistakes. Uh, so the best thing you can do is get the ball out of his hands and hope that the other guys don't beat you because some, they, they don't always do that. <laughs> and so yeah. that's kind of the easiest way. Kusey's probably going to beat you The other guys. They might not.
0: Yeah. Uh, Indiana just comes out of a, a rock fight with Wyoming basically mm-hmm. in that first four game and now gets to throw more rocks most likely in this yeah. uh this St Mary's game well this was all incredibly insightful incredibly helpful I thank you a ton Andy for uh, for coming on today and mm-hmm. giving us a ton of insight into uh, into Saint Mary's yeah, I'm excited. It's
1: going to be fun. I'm, I'm going to be at the game uh, in Portland on Thursday. I'm really excited to see these two teams battle it out. Uh, like I said, I, uh, I'm going to watch the Gonzaga game first and I expect there to be maybe twice as many points in that game uh, as there are <laughs> in this game, but uh, it's still going to be a fun one. And thank you for, for having me on and getting the chance to talk about the WCC and, and the same race team.
0: Yeah, Gonzaga alone might have twice as many points as this, <laughs> as this game will have. Uh, well, best of luck to the Zags. I can say that to our, our host this time, and uh, appreciate you coming on.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jacob.
0: Once again, can't thank Annie enough for helping us out this week in total, but especially today, uh, previewing the St. Mary's game. We'll be back tomorrow to recap this game. We're also probably going to have a Saturday podcast for the women's team. Uh, I feel like I've I've neglected them, but it's such a busy week with both teams in the tournament that I haven't had time to kind of adequately talk about them. So we're going to have a, a special Wednesday episode previewing the game against Charlotte. Uh, so look out for that as well. Now, for your second listen, head on over to Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight, analysis, everything you can need on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Appreciate all the love. It's been a fun week. Let's hope it continues on past tonight and into the weekend. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. It's real quick. Helps us out a ton. Most importantly, have a great Thursday. Go Hoosiers and LEO.